Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 247. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Buenos dias, Fire Nation. I've got a place for you to go that's packed with educational entertainment for the entire family. Audible. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. Hey, Fire Nation, let's meet up. In person? No. Face-to-face? Yes. Sound confusing? Go to meeting with HT Faces makes it possible. Try it free for 30 days. Visit gotomeeting.com, click the try it free button, and use a promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Griff Hanning. Griff, are you prepared to ignite? You bet, man. <laughs> All right. Griff is the founder of two companies, Home Fix, a home remodeling and repair company in Colorado Springs, and CausePub, a crowd book publishing platform. Griff has several other startups on the back burner, and if he could launch a new one every month, he would. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Griff, but take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, you bet. I'm uh, 29, live in Colorado Springs, got an amazing wife and a beautiful daughter and one on the way in August. Congrats. Got a handful right now. It's a a lot of fun. (laughs) It's going to be a crazy summer. But um, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. I just enjoy entrepreneurship and it's so true. If I could start one every month, I would, but that's just that's just impossible. It's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of work. And both Home Fix and CosPub sound like fascinating companies, Griff. And we're, we're going to deep dive into those later on in the interview. But before we do, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. You bet. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. And um I think it goes back to Seth Godin's Purple Cow book. So I don't know if this was a direct quote, but create a purple cow is my quote for you. Um, kind of the mantra that I've been trying to live by ever since I read that book. I think it was a four years ago. Um, before I bought that, you know, I used to think of successful startup as knowing how to beat the numbers game, you know, study the supply and demand and then figure out how to fill the gap in the market. And while I still think that's very smart business and you should follow those, those numbers to a T good accounting and all that good stuff. But I don't think it's long. No, no longer is that totally enough. I think, I think you've got to do more in order to have a sustainable business that lasts and that really develops a tribe of people. Um, so the businesses that only follow the numbers, I think, are the ones that were blaming the economy several years ago when it tanked for, yeah. for all of their troubles and their problems. Um, so, so I think what it comes down to is creating a business that is a purple cow so that it will thrive and to focus on being different and through doing so create that tribe. Because when you have a tribe, you've got a demand for your product. You've got a demand for the service that you're offering. And I guess for anybody that doesn't know what a purple cow is, um, it's simply, you know, if you're traveling down the highway, you normally don't notice cows on the side of the road. 
And then you're especially, if you, even if you do notice them, you're probably not going to tell your friends about them because there's nothing exciting there. Unless you saw a purple cow, and that's something that's remarkable. That's something that you want to tell your friends. That's, that's an idea virus right there. And so I determined that every endeavor I pursue from now on has got to be a purple cow or it's not worth doing. I love it. And Griff, this is about you, your journey. You're our spotlighted entrepreneur. So how have you created a purple cow in your life? You bet. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, I started Home Fix right out of the gates, right out of college. Um, and that was just a simple, I know how to do handyman work. I know how to fix homes. Let's start this business. And that's been kind of the 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 meat, you know, put the food on the table type of thing. And I've tried to I've tried to set myself apart in that from other handymen by just great communication, uh, different marketing materials that kind of set us apart. So within Home Fix, it's in small, small ways. But with Cospub, I was actually able to create the business model around that purple cow aspect. And so to, to be able to go into the marketplace and say, this is a new idea, not not entirely 100 percent new, but most of it is a new idea. And so we want to we want to you know, disrupt the marketplace in that way by a new online publishing uh, platform. I mean, when you said create something remarkable, because you're not going to go home and tell your friends about seeing a cow on the side of a street, but you're going to talk about a purple cow. And when you can create something that people are going to talk about, that's where the power lies. That's where virality lies when things go viral because people want to tell their friends. They want to talk about it because everybody loves when they can make other people be impressed with what they know. For instance, why do we love cat videos so much when cats are trying to jump across hallways and they slam into something? We all laugh because we love bringing something new and fresh and funny to our friends. And when you can create that purple cow or that jumping cat, so to speak, it's really impactful in a lot of ways. Griff, let's go back to a point in your journey right now because- Entrepreneur on Fire, it's about the journey of our spotlighted guests. And again, that is you today. And we love hearing stories, real life examples. Share with us a story. Tell Fire Nation a story when you failed or when you really faced a major challenge and or obstacle and had to dig deep to overcome that. And how did you overcome it? Yeah, you bet. Um, man, I've had a lot of failures, a lot of a lot of big ones, a lot of little ones. I've got a lot of debt to prove it, and you know, a lot of stupid <laughs> mistakes. But I, you know, I don't, I don't look back. I don't regret because I learned something through all of those. Um, so one of the big ones was probably when I first started learning how to do web development and internet marketing. And what I did is uh, I was looking for a niche, and I, I decided to go into wedding accessories. So we created this e-commerce site and all around wedding accessories. I did some research. Research. I figured, you know, daddy's little princess, they're going to be spending money and a lot more money here in the future um, just, just on that kind of stuff. So we can charge a, a premium price for that, make a good profit. And I was right. It worked for a while. We started selling a bit of profit. Our SEO marketing was going well. We're, we're driving traffic to the site. And it, it all seemed like a great idea. But there's one important thing that I overlooked. And that was the fact that, A, I'm a male and I have no interest in girly wedding accessories. And so the business just basically slowly died because I, I couldn't sustain it. I had no passion for the business itself. And, and that was one of my big failures. And sadly, I hate to admit it, but I had a couple of other internet businesses that I experimented with. And it was the same story. It was like, dude, come on, Griff, learn something from your last <laughs> you know, failure. And, uh, and so that's, that's what I finally did. It finally hit me. The light bulb went off and said, listen, the next time you start something, 
do something you're passionate about. Do something that you can see yourself doing five, you know, maybe even 10 years from now. Because, and, you know, some people think, I don't want to think 10 years in the future. By that time, I'll have it sold. I'll be a millionaire, whatever. Now, things take long to gain traction. You know, you've got to stay in them. you got to dig hard. And even if you find the right team to surround yourself with that are passionate about the ideas, you, you've got to be the visionary. You've got to drive uh, the business to where you want it to go. So, so that was one of the big things I learned through that failure uh, was to simply, you know, find something that, that I can see myself doing long term, even if it's not going to be long term, something I'm passionate about and that I can wake up in the morning and be excited to go to work. That's one thing I love talking about in these interviews and to Fire Nation in general is that so many times people start businesses with one or two sides of the spectrum. Either it's all passion and there's no real business viability there, or it's all business viability and there's no passion. It's so important to find that middle ground. If you can kind of picture these two circles and it's these diagrams are floating out there and they're really powerful because they're that visual that really just clicks for a lot of people of this big circle of like your passions, what excites you, what gets you going, what you resonate with. And then another circle to the right where it's actual business ideas that make sense and can be profitable and can make money because of course every business needs to be profitable. That's the definition of a business. And then you kind of move those two circles towards each other and then there's an overlap. And in the middle, the overlap is what you're passionate about, what you resonate with, what fills you up inside authentically and is also a viable business idea. It's not an either or situation. It's, it's an and. Yeah, you got to have them both. Exactly, because you had a great business idea. And if you were a female that just all you wanted to do was talk about wedding dresses and wedding cakes mm-hmm. and wedding accessories, that could have really been the rest of your life. You could have just grown that and your passion would have shown through, but instead it died out because your passion was never there. Just like if I had started Entrepreneur Fire, I could have talked till I was blue in the face to entrepreneurs, but if I didn't find a way to monetize it and actually make it a viable business, then it would have died out as well because although my passion still would have been there because I love what I do, the right. fact that Entrepreneur Fire wasn't making money would have caused it to die out long ago. So it's where those right. two intersect. And obviously you found that now with Cause Pub. So before we really get into Cause Pub though, because we're going to get into that, we're going to get even more into Home Fix. I yep. want to move further into your journey a little bit. You've already shared that aha moment you had because of those failures. But take us further down the line to another light bulb that went off at some point like a real specific story that you took action on when that light bulb went off and how'd you turn that into success, Griff? It was a couple of years ago when I I fully realized um, the power of crowdsourcing and the power of the platform. And and in fact, maybe if I I dig a little deeper, I think the the aha moment was when I tried to write my own book and I realized I wasn't a great author. Maybe maybe someday I will be, and I'll keep working on that. But I wrote a book. It wasn't that great. And then and then I just kind of had this idea of what if we had other people write the book together? What if, what if we tapped into the talent of other people to say let's let's write this book together and make it even better than one person could have done all on their own? So I think that was that moment. It was about a year and a half, two years ago when I had that moment. And if you think about crowdsourcing and the platform. Um, what I mean by that is if you think about the four largest internet companies, the most popular, you've got Facebook, Google, Apple, and Amazon. I hate using them as examples because small entrepreneurs can't relate to them. But the point I'm trying to make is they all have platforms for crowdsourcing. They all have ways for people to either create apps, to advertise on, or to sell absolutely anything online. And if you think about 
who do you want to be? Do you want to be someone that is using those platforms to sell stuff online or do you want to be Amazon themselves? And which, which one is more profitable? Which one's at the top? You know, who's actually winning here? And so I determined that I want to be the platform. You know, I want to be someone that provides a platform for those talented people to do their art, to do their work and to create value. And uh, technology supports that. It makes it easier now. You can crowdsource because of technology, but it doesn't have to be just tech based. Um, even Coca-Cola realized that. I think it was last year they decided to do um, some crowdsource marketing ideas rather than tap into the millions of dollars and all the experts that they have, you know, internally within their marketing organization. They decided to open it up to individuals to submit ideas. And I think the reason crowdsourcing works so well is that we, we all have this God-given ability and, and desire to be part of something larger than ourselves and to create. We want to create something. And so when you give people that opportunity and provide a platform to do so, everybody wins. And it's a beautiful thing. We all reward ourselves for it. Um, so that, that was one of my aha moments was the crowdsource and the platform and to uh, if I'm going to create a purple cow, it's got to have some aspect of crowdsourcing in it. <laughs> and I could not agree more, Griff, because that platform and providing it and being the person that actually is in charge of that platform is a very powerful place to be. And for me at Entrepreneur on Fire, I mean, that's what I've started to do where I would get emails all the time by people who are wanting to start their entrepreneurial journey, but they feel all alone. They don't know who to turn to or they don't really have any support systems in place so I've created Fire Nation Elite, which is going to be an elite membership mastermind community where people can come together and support themselves moving forward in their journey. And it sounds like you're doing that on a very similar level with CausePub. So what I would love to talk about right now is you had that aha moment. You wanted to create that platform. Take us to that day and then take us through the actions you took after that day that really got you to where you are right now. So the actions I took then was to start Cospub. You know, at that moment I realized we we've got to create this platform and partner with other nonprofit organizations to add value in, in a place where there isn't right now. Um, and so we, we just started, we just started creating a website. I think I went through three different designs before the, we finally found the right one. And, and then I hired a coach to, and cause I knew that I was a perfectionist, and if I didn't hire a coach, then I probably wasn't actually going to launch. I wasn't going to start, and so I hired a coach to say, listen, this is the date I want to start. Help me get there. Help me set my goals every 10 days, and, uh, and we got to that moment, and we launched, and it was beautiful. <laughs> I was excited. So those two words are incredibly powerful. Just start. About a month and a half ago, we had Eric Reese of The Lean Startup on Entrepreneur on Fire, and those were two words that he kept going back to time and time again that he talks about in The Lean Startup about how until you've actually released a product into the universe and actually gotten feedback from real customers, customers who are using and potentially paying for the product, you don't really know what you want. You have an idea what you want to create, but to really fine tune it, you need real feedback. So that just start is so powerful. So Griff, you got everything together. You just started. You launched. What happened next? Uh, I had a couple friends that submitted stories, and and I fully expected that to happen. I had a lot of people that that were in supportive of it, but I think it was the oh, it was about the fifth day after we launched that we got the first story from somebody I didn't know. Her name wow. is Amy, Amy Sullivan, and that that was my. I think you asked me for an I, I made it moment. That was my I made it moment. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was so excited to get that. And, and it was just confirmation for, for me to hear that someone else got it. 
they understood the idea, they understood the project, and they wanted to get behind us and say, we're in, you know, what can we do to help? You get that first submission from Amy. You'll probably never forget her name. You'll never forget that moment. It was one of your I've made a moments. If you've only had one thus far, I know that you're going to have many more throughout the rest of your journey. But what has happened in CosPub from that point forward? After you've gotten that one submission, you started getting some traction. What were some other milestones that you reached that just were very powerful and allowed you to continue get, keeping that momentum, that ball rolling down the hill? Yeah, I don't know about milestone necessarily. We're, we're continuing to collect stories for our first book project, and they just keep rolling in, which is fun. It's, it's a nice steady stream of stories coming in, but what I have so enjoyed is just the development of the community that we're building. We're, we're developing a tribe of like-minded individuals with talent. We've got bloggers, writers, artists, um, existing authors, storytellers of all kinds coming together saying, we, we enjoy this project. We want to be part of that. And, and I've just enjoyed that so much. I mean, that, that's, been, that's been one of the things I didn't expect. And, uh, and just building that community um, has been a lot of fun going on right now, which is kind of funny, actually. I'm a, I'm a project guy. Um, so people drain me. You know, I can work on something from <laughs> 5 a.m. to 2 a.m. the next day, no problem. But if I'm working with people, after two hours, I'm done. <laughs> and, uh, and I think my dad is the, the same way. Um, I remember something he told me back in the day. He said he had to learn how to make people his project. And, and the power of that is incredible because when you're developing a community, especially in a crowdsourcing type of atmosphere, um, the psychology of that mindset gives you energy. You know, it allows you to stay focused on that. And it, it really um, focuses, focuses you on what really matters. You know, there's a direct relationship between that community within CosPub and the success of CosPub and the number of stories we get. So Griff, what are a couple of key takeaways that have really materialized as you've moved forward in your journey as being an entrepreneur with CosPub, with HomeFix, with these other ideas that you always have brewing in the background? What are some key things that you've really seen that have been motivators and have got you closer to success instead of further away from it? I'd go back to what I said a minute ago is hiring a coach. Um, there, there's a lot of power in that. Even if you don't find somebody that has, you know, made it. Um, in other words, you know, they're, they're the owner of a billion dollar company or whatever, and they're, they're a big dog guru. Just find somebody to keep you accountable is, is so powerful. That's one of the things I've really learned lately um, as of recent and probably something I was lacking the last six years that I've been in business since I started uh, HomeFix is just to, to find a coach to keep you disciplined. And that's, um, I think that's a key to, to a lot of success, and I, I can see that already working. I can already feel and see the results of, of my decision in doing that. I need to echo that sentiment up and down. For me, when my aha moment came with Entrepreneur on Fire, the first thing that I did is I went out there and I got a coach. I got a mentor, Jamie Tardy of The Eventual Millionaire. She was a podcaster. She had been doing it for three-plus years, an interview-paced podcast, so she knew the industry she understood what I was looking to do, and she was somebody who could help me take it to the next level. And her first recommendation was, John, book a plane ticket. We're going to New York City. I'm speaking at Blog World, New Media Expo, down here, June of 2012. Come down. 
I'll introduce you to some other entrepreneurs like Pat Flynn, Derek Halpern, people in the industry that you're looking to interview, and we'll get you your first few interviews. So by me reaching out, getting a coach, investing in a coach, investing in myself, in my future business, I was able to really get off to a running start where it could have potentially taken me months and months, and maybe it would have been impossible to get an intro to these people, but instead by reaching out and getting a a mentor and a coach who was connected to the community, going down there, shaking their hands, explaining to them what my idea, my mission was, that's what got Entrepreneur Fire off to a running start. And I was able to take it from there, use that social proof, and then get to where we're at today, which is over 250,000 unique downloads in over 145 countries every single month. So Griff, I need to just say, yes, I need to echo that sentiment coaching is so powerful. When you knew you wanted a coach, when you needed a coach, how did you start that process? Yeah, I'm a, I'm part of a BNI group, which is great for my home fix business. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that business networking international, uh, but just a group of entrepreneurs that meets every week and we refer business to each other. So within that group, um, Marty Taylor is my coach with big cat coaching. And, um, he, he came to our group and I'd already known him, um, from the past. He, he also did some other, um, businesses in the past that I knew him from. And he said, Hey, I'm just starting this new coaching thing. Um, it's part of my passion. I, I really have a desire to help other people. And, uh, you know, come talk to me. We'll do a free consultation. So I would talk to him and I mean, it, we hit it off right away. I said, I need you. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I need you. And so let's do this thing. So yeah, it worked out really well. He's been awesome. I really appreciate him. Griff, great stuff. So let's move into your current business. You have a lot of exciting things going on with Home Fix, with Cause Pub. Share with Fire Nation one thing that's just really exciting you right now. I'll tell you what's exciting me right now is is finally seeing growth. Um, I, I feel like I've been in discovery and exploration mode for the last few years of just trying to figure out where is this going and what am I gonna, what am I going to do with it? Is it is it right to be in this business um, right now? And, and now we're at a place where I'm seeing growth. I'm hiring new team members. Um, I'm starting to hand off responsibility and that's just a lot of fun to be able to get out of your business and start working on it rather than in it. And that, that is probably the one thing that keeps me going, um, especially during this crazy season right now of trying to start one and, and maintain another. And, uh, so just seeing that growth is probably one of the most exciting things. And the other thing being just building that community within Cosbub um, keeps me fired up and just finding those awesome like-minded people, um, to be able to interact with them online with a project that will hopefully leave an impact on the world. Oh, great stuff. And I love that quote. Working on your business instead of in your business is something as entrepreneurs, we need, we really need stamped on our forehead. So every time we look in the mirror, we say, am I working on my business or in my business? Because sometimes we can just go weeks working in your business and that is something we need to get out of. Okay, Fire Nation, let's take a break and talk about go-to meeting and summertime. Summertime is synonymous with travel and vacations, and it's coming up quick. But just because summertime is on its way doesn't necessarily mean you can skip out on going to the office. Until now. GoToMeeting with HD Faces allows you to connect with your team from anywhere, anytime using your computer, smartphone, or tablet. A powerfully simple way to meet online. All you have to do is turn on your webcam to make your online meeting an HD video conference. It's just like meeting in person. 
I love using GoToMeeting because it allows me to participate in all the summertime activities I love throughout the day without skipping out on work. Try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code FIRE. Remember, promo code FIRE. Go to meeting. Meeting is believing. So Fire Nation, remember in school when you used to be reprimanded by the librarian for chewing too loud, running too fast, and talking too much? Check this out. Visit audible.com's online library and you'll get to break all the rules. Audible.com offers thousands of audiobooks at a reasonable price so you can go purchase education on the go with the simple push of a button. I speak from experience when I say that I love how easy it is to browse Audible's online library and download my favorite titles. Plus, because I can access my audiobooks from multiple devices like my computer, iPod, or other MP3 device, I can listen to them anywhere I am, anytime I want. Audible.com and Entrepreneur on Fire would like to thank you for listening to today's episode by offering you this. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. Griff, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'll do my best to be (laughs) (laughs) mind-blowing. Griff, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, nothing at all. My my dad and grandpa were both entrepreneurs, and it just it was a natural thing for me to fall into. In fact, when I was in college, um, I was studying construction management, and I assumed that all the classmates in my class wanted to do the same thing. They wanted to open up their own construction company right out of college and uh, and go conquer the world. And, and I guess that wasn't the case. <laughs> I couldn't have been more wrong. I think I was the only one or one of the only few who were crazy enough to go try to do something like that. So Griff, what's the best advice you've ever received? Best advice? Uh, man, I've gotten a lot of advice, both directly and indirectly. But But I think something that the principle kind of comes down to something I found in the Bible in Philippians 2, 3 through 4. It says, don't do anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each to the interests of others. And there's three things that I get out of that that really um, affect or impact how I conduct myself in the marketplace. And the first is just to remind myself that working solely to make a profit, to indulge my own ambition and pursue a worldly dream uh, is wasting my time. You know, it's, it's, it's ignoring the things and it's getting in, in the way of the things that really matter. My, my family, my relationship with Jesus and, uh, and, and just other people impacting other people. The second thing I get from that is, um, just a reminder to be humble I'm a very confident person. I struggle with pride. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of good things to be said about an entrepreneur has confidence in what he's doing. You have to have that. But I think one of the most important characteristics of a leader is someone who's humble. When you're humble and you're valuing others above yourself, you're in a state of learning. You're able to actually learn from other people instead of thinking you know it all. And when I'm learning, then that's when I'm growing. And when I'm growing, hopefully my business is growing as well. And then the third thing would be um, just a reminder to look out for the interests of others. 
And, and not only is that a great command to obey, but I think it's also a good marketing tactic. It, it's a way to say, I'm going to add value to your life right now. You know, whoever you interact with, I'm going to add value to you. And whether I get anything back from it, that's okay. But I'm going to add value. And more than likely, just because of the way the world works and the way it's all set up, is that value is going to return to me somehow. So it's a great way to, uh, to market your business by just adding value to other people. Great insights, Griff. Thank you. What's something that's working for you right now? I would say leveraging the talents of other team members. Um, uh, within Home Fix, having the different team members in place, using the things that they are good at. You know, if they're a tile guy, getting them on the tile jobs and letting them run with it. You know, get, get out of the way and say, you, you got this. My project manager, I just hand him a folder, says, here, this is what needs to be done, and he runs with it. I just get out of his way. So I would think that's one thing that's really working well for me now. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? You bet. I'm a big nerd. I love internet resources. Um, but I would say Zapier. Zapier is one of my favorites, zapier.com, Z-A-P-I-E-R. I've built uh, CosPub and HomeFix backend systems, our follow-up systems, just how things interact with WordPress and QuickBooks and all these other things. Zapier ties all of those together keeps you organized, and automates your business. Wow, love that. So Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Griff Hanning. So Griff, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Yeah, not to be a broken record, but I recommend Purple Cow. You got to read Purple Cow and pretty much anything else Seth Godin writes. (laughs) (laughs) Including his daily blog, which is about... 150 to 300 words a day of just inspiration. I mean, this guy just keeps churning it out. It really does. Amazing. Uh, well, this is a great book, Fire Nation. And Seth Godin, actually, for all his audiobooks, reads his own audiobooks. And he has a very good reading voice, and he throws a lot of passion behind it. So you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners. That's eofirebook.com. So Griff, this next question is the last one, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? My first instinct would be to take the 500 bucks and figure out how to double it. Um, and to do it the fastest way I know possible, which would be buy some tools and start fixing homes. However, if my food and shelter is taken care of, that gives me a little bit of buffer right there. And I think I would ignore that first instinct and I would probably do two things. I would research and try to come up with some creative ideas, um, some new creative startup ideas and figure out the best one of those, the best one that has potential and the one that I'm most passionate about. And then I'd just start meeting people and try to find the right people to partner with on it because doing it alone would not be very fun. Well, I think your second answer, not following your instinct to get right into it is the right one because when your food and shelter is taken care of and you don't know anybody else, you can really start mixing it up getting to know people, building those great relationships and seeing exactly where you want to go, where those passions and a viable business intersect. 
and I've really enjoyed learning about CosPub and about HomeFix. Thank you for sharing all of that. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. I'd say start and don't look back. You're going to learn a lot more when you start than when you're preparing to start. And then as far as where you can find me, um, find me at griffhanning.com. I've got an About Me page set up there. Or Facebook, Twitter, um, at Griff Hanning is, is awesome. Wonderful, Griff. We're going to link all this up in the show notes, entrepreneuronfire.com slash Griff Hanning. Griff, just thanks, buddy, for all of your generosity with your time and your expertise and your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Fire Nation, you may have been hearing the buzz about Fire Nation Elite, and rightfully so. The path of an entrepreneur is lonely and scary, and Fire Nation Elite changes all that. I've created a two-minute video just for you at FireNationElite.com so you can find out exactly what our 100% support policy means. FireNationElite.com Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.